0: Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa.
1: We had the pleasure of interviewing Laura Vanderkam on today's episode. Andressa, wasn't it amazing? Oh my gosh, you got me thinking. Oh my gosh. So she is a time management expert and we go into everything around time management and just life management and priorities and just really good stuff. I think the thing or the, the aspect that stood out to me most, I think you ladies are really going to appreciate, was that she broke down the hours we have, not in a day because we talk about days a lot, but she broke it down in a week. We actually have 168 hours. Hmm. And then we talked about if you take away a full-time job, you take away eight hours of sleep each day, you're left with 70 two hours of free time so we talked a lot about many other things but that was a huge learning and then we go into how to maximize time moving forward
2: yeah another point that it just you know struck me was the stories that we tell ourselves sometimes we say oh i'm not spending too much time or enough time with my family and when you start really tracking it you might find out that you do spend it. So we feel guilty for nothing, right? (laughs) So one way or another. So I highly recommend for each and every single one of you to to listen to this episode. It really struck me very deep and I think it's going to do the same for all of you.
3: You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day, with Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality.
1: Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we are dedicated to supporting all of you women listening to, uh, to create more financial freedom in your life, do it in a balanced way, and do it through this amazing, amazing vehicle of real estate investing. So I uh, just appreciate you being on with us. And Andressa, always happy to, to jump into our, our next interview that we just interview such amazing, amazing women. And, yeah. Um, we have Laura um, Vanderkam on our call to on our um, episode here today. So, Laura, welcome to our show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, we're looking forward to jumping into Laura's story and her expertise, which we're going to get into in a moment. Her her amazing expertise that we're all dying to hear more about, and her to give us the secrets about time management. So, we're going <laughs> to get there in a moment. But um, but before we go, there, we'd like to always um, kind of get connected to all you amazing women listening and. You know, whatever comes up for Andres and I, because we're learning, right? We make mistakes every day, um, multiple mistakes every day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we want to learn with you, right? We're on this journey with you. We're, we're not somewhere and we're just imparting our wisdom. We, we really view us all together in this community kind of growing and, and kind of growing and developing. So I wanted to share something really um, that comes up for me a lot. And I think it comes up for women is doing things alone. And, you know, I would, I would encourage you listening, you know, when listening, if there's any area that you're struggling, or you're avoiding, or you're just not wanting to deal with, you're probably going at it alone. And, and here's what I'll share with you. So I have shared this in other videos and things I've shared about, talked about is the idea of systems and processes is just something I don't naturally gravitate towards. I don't enjoy. Um, I don't like get all excited about jumping into and for many months I was talking about it and then I was talking about it and then I was doing more <laughs> talking about it. And then I would do a little more talking about doing this, you know, and, and, and I forget who I was talking to, but you know, my husband's like, and I'm not dressed as both of them have been my like counsel here. They're like, Matt's like, if you spent the time, the amount of time you're talking about this, actually <laughs> doing something, you'd probably be done at this point. And I'm like, that's a really good point. But regardless, I was doing it alone. I felt alone in it. Mm -hmm. so actually we're doing i'm doing a barter with someone who's developing a course great woman out there invest her out there um building a portfolio and bartering she we're going to help her she's going to help us and she's building a course to help people like us all the women listening build systems and processes that don't normally think that way and she sent me homework assignments i gotta tell you ladies i am excited about the homework assignments. You know, I'm excited to do this now. And I, Andressa, was I ever excited about doing this? No, at all. Not even close to excited. Like whatever the furthest from excited is, (laughs) that's where I was, right? And now I'm like, when's my next homework assignment? I'm excited to do, like, I really feel like tomorrow morning, I have a date with myself to work on the homework assignments and I will get to them. Um, You know who you are. But I'm like, (laughs) I'm excited about it. And I, I think that's because I'm not, doing it alone so yeah. ladies listening listen there's something you're struggling with something you're avoiding something you're pro- procrastinating on you're probably going at it alone get support yeah. get a friend to check in with you whatever that looks like but get support
2: yeah 100 and yeah you know it comes down to why why are you doing it alone you, sometimes people don't want to bother others they think that people already have too much in their plate uh, sometimes- you know what it was for me,
1: Andres. I'm going to be. Oh, I'm going to be very real with you. Oh, God. I, I know, right? But not that I'm not. I'm not. I'm always real. I think I'm a pretty authentic person. So are you. But I'll tell you exactly what it was. I felt I beat myself up that I don't know how to do this. Mm. Or, and more importantly, not only that I didn't know how to do it, but I, I almost felt ashamed. I know that's a strong word for this, but I felt ashamed that. That it wasn't already done. And we've been in business for as long as we have been. Mm. And I beat myself up. Like, how could we be in business that long? We don't have this. So I felt very shame. I felt very like, not shame, but I felt very like foolish. That's how I felt, you know? What
2: made you change your mind and really take a leap of faith in a different direction?
1: where well, you get to the point where you know you need to do something differently. I know that my time is limited. I know we're going to get into this. This is a great lead-in here, Laura. But my time is limited on this earth, you know. And I think after turning forty, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, I got to prof- whatever I spend my time professionally because I do it in a part-time way has to be fulfilling a big purpose in my life. And some of the things I'm doing in our real estate business is more administrative. And I'm like, it is time that I get this thing figured out and I hire someone and it's simple, but I just want to do it right. I want to set the person up right. And I want to create more processes and systems than to support our business and support my husband too. So that's why. And it became a point where something bigger was, was, was pulling at me. Yeah. What, what, what I was doing wasn't working any longer. So well, Great what the, co- away. What yeah. other coaching do you have for me, Andressa? Well, we'll have to talk <laughs> offline. <I'm joking. laughs> Andressa is awesome, right? I love how she just drills in, right? She just She's a drill in her. I'm like a, a skirt around it and she's a... <laughs> anyway. Um, but, uh, but with that, so, so whatever you're doing alone, stop doing it alone, get support, okay? Yes. I, I, I highly, highly recommend that to you, amazing ladies listening. So without further ado, do Laura, I love that we have Laura on this show because Laura's not going to talk about real estate investing today. And I know that's what our show is all about. She's going to talk about something really important that all of us are connected to is this idea of of life management, time management, really figuring that out. So so Laura, without further ado, share with the ladies listening, how you got into this expertise, this, this depth of knowledge and experience around this topic of, of, you know, I like to call it more that, you know, life management, time management. So how does your path kind of find you here where you're, you know, writing books and teaching webinars and all the great stuff that you're up to around this topic?
0: Yeah, well, un- unfortunately, I, I didn't get into time management because I was always on time everywhere. <laughs> um, I, I wish I was. Uh, I've, I've been late to all kinds of things, which is really fun when people introduce you as a time management expert. Um <laughs> But, you know, I, I realized something several years ago, which, you know, at the time seemed profound, but in retrospect, it's pretty obvious that we, we all have the same amount of time. You know, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week. And so when you find people who are doing amazing things professionally, and you talk to them and you find out they're also doing awesome things in their personal lives, too, and they're raising happy families or involved in their communities or whatever it is. It's not that these people have any more time than the rest of us. Um, You know, they may have other things going for them. I'm not saying they're not smarter or better looking or whatever else, but they are not, they have no access to hours in the day that the rest of us don't. And so we can study how these people allocate their hours and and hopefully the rest of us can take some tips for, you know, strategies to allocate our hours so that we can also accomplish the things that are important to us.
1: Mm.
2: So when you were saying allocating hours it seems that the process uh, of first of all figuring out how am i spending my time right people say i don't even have time to track that (laughs) because that sounds like (laughs) something um, else to do something else to do so how can we break that barrier of us like well this is really necessary to to you know this is a inevitable process for us to really understand where we are wasting our time how how well, do you I go think, with that
0: yeah i think it might help to switch that mindset a little bit that we're not looking for examples of how we're wasting time because okay. i every everybody wastes time i mean i waste time I'm, I'm guessing you guys waste time i mean maybe not but um probably there's oh yeah we, we all waste time to some degree so, so Figuring out where the time really goes is, is not about saying gotcha, like, ooh, you said you were so busy, and I thought you just watched an hour of TV, ooh, yeah, you know, it's not about that. Um, okay. It's more about making sure that the stories we're telling ourselves about our lives are true, mm. um, and we want to make sure we're working from good data, uh, because the problem is time keeps passing whether you think about where it's going or not, and so it's very easy to tell ourselves stories about where the time goes that aren't accurate. Um, and this can play out in all sorts of ways, I think, particularly for women. Um, I hear over and over again from, from women that they're like, oh, well, you know, I've, I'm not spending enough time with my family. Like, I, I work full time. I have these things going on. Therefore, I must not be spending enough time with my family because that's a cultural story out there, right? That, you know, if you have a job, you must be neglecting your family. Right. For the vast majority of women, it turns out not to be the case. Like, they track their time and they're like, oh, my goodness. I spend so much time around my family. Um, and, and, you know, I've had people tell me, like, I used to feel guilt. I do not feel guilt anymore, wow. which is a wonderful thing to discover from tracking your time. That I makes mean, same as any business decision. Like, if you were deciding, like, is this a good rental market? Well, you wouldn't just guess. Like, you'd look, right? You'd look at the statistics. You'd look at what is sold, what people are paying, like, how many people are moving. Like, you'd look at these things. And so it's the same thing with time. I mean, you can tell yourself the problem is like, I spend too much time on errands. But what if you track your time and realize, you know, you're, there's only two hours devoted to errands during the week? I mean, maybe you could get it to be less, but there's, you know, hmm. 10 hours devoted to stupid paperwork. So maybe that's something we should deal with first, um, and, and instead of uh, thinking that the problem is something completely different than what it might be.
1: I love this idea of like the stories we tell ourselves. Cause like, as you were giving all those examples, I, I find myself that way. Like I, I sometimes have this like mom guilt, like, you know, I'm dropping my kids off and I'm not, I'm not spending every minute with them and I'm like glad to, and I'm like glad to send them away some days, most days now, but like some days I'm just like, I, and I'm so excited about the things I am doing professionally and, and it gives me fuel but but I do have that mom guilt sometimes. Like I, you know, wh- whoever I'm not with, I have this guilt of, well, you know, is that pulling away from something? But you're right. It it all does come back to the story we're telling, and is this an empowering story? Is it even a real story? That's a really really excellent excellent point that we need to look at. Is you're telling yourself a story, and is it isn't even true? So I, I love that. <laughs> that's a great tool to think about. I mean, that's something we can apply. But how do like? Let's start for the beginning. So you know you have these women, ladies listening. They're either beginning their journey and in investing, or they're and they're doing it part time. They could be doing it full time. A lot of a lot of women uh, start part time because it just financially makes sense, right? Or they love their jobs. They love their profession. They're 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 professionals, and they just want to start this investing on the side. They know it's important to do. It builds wealth, all that good stuff. So. And then you have other women who are full-time in this business, who are growing their business, or growing their portfolio. All different types of ladies really listening to this right now, listening to you. But we all have this, this, this need to somehow improve our relationship with time, right? I want to say it just like that. I don't want to say like cut down time or increase time. We all have the same amount of time, like you're saying. So, But we all know that there's things that we might be able to be doing a little more efficiently. Like if you were coaching these women. You're coaching, you know I'm sure you, you know this is what you do. How do you help women bring them through a process? Like what's that step process look like? So if we wanted to have more time freedom, right? Most of us do, to do what we want to do with that time. How do we embark on that? Is it like the time, you know, take, taking stock of your where you're spending your time right now? Um, or is it, what, what, what would be the first step if I wanted to even-
0: Yeah, the first step is definitely to figure out where the time is going now. I mean, I always suggest that people try tracking their time, um, ideally for a week, because a week is the cycle of life as we actually live it. Um, You know, you can track a Tuesday or track a Saturday, and they're going to look very different. Uh, But if you track both, you're you're more likely to get a realistic picture of your life. Um, Hmm. And and then once you've got that, uh, then you can start looking at it and asking, well, what do I like? What do I not like? Um, what do I want to spend more time doing? What do I want to spend less time doing? Mm. Um, but, but one of the biggest um, changes people can make is simply committing to thinking about your weeks before you're actually in them. Mm. So I always recommend that people take some time on Friday afternoon and think about the upcoming week. And ask yourself, you know, what do I want to do both personally and professionally? What are steps I can take toward my larger goals uh, that I can accomplish in the next week? And, you know, nothing elaborate, like, you know, you're not going to write a novel in a week, but, you know, there are various things you can do in a week, professionally and personally. And then figure out where those can go. Like, look at your calendar, um, figure out where you can schedule those steps in. And then, you know, the next Friday when you're planning the next week sort of look back and say well did I do those things you know and if you did great if not well why not are there logistical challenges that need to be overcome you know what what happened Um, and and if you keep doing this then you start to spend time much more intentionally and that's really what it means to spend time well
2: I love that Mm. uh, I do that on actually Sunday nights, but I like the idea of doing on, on, on Fridays because you're in that uh, mode. And one thing that I don't do, uh, I will say efficiently, is that when I start putting the things that I need to accomplish, there's, there's a lot of things. And sometimes I struggle with what is really a priority to be accomplished this week. So for people like me, what would you say It's a, a tip or a strategy for us to figure out
0: what are our priorities? Yeah, well, it can definitely be complicated to figure that out. Um, one thing I suggest people do is try to picture themselves, you know, six to 12 months in the future. And if you were telling people about the, the great things that you've accomplished, um, professionally and personally over the past year. Like, what would those things be? Um, so, you know, practical ways to think about this. It, we're, we're recording this in the summer. If you were at a sort of typical job, you'd probably have a year-end performance review in December. So you could picture yourself at that year-end performance review. Like, what would you like to be saying that you had done? Um, or, you know, maybe it's at the end of next school year, for instance, what would you like to say that your family had done? over the course of the school year. But, you know, picture yourself at some point in the relatively near future, looking back over this time. Um, and, and you know, what would you like to have you done? I mean, and, and then you say like, oh yeah, it'd be really cool to talk about, I don't know, that extended family trip to Ireland we took um, or how I ran a 10K um, or how we, you know, purchased and, and brought online two new properties or whatever it is, right? But um, have this list because then you can look at this list, like a lot. I mean, look, put it on your computer, put it on your bathroom mirror, Um, because when you're asking yourself each week, like, well, what steps can I take toward my priorities? Say, well, these are the things I wanna have done in the next six to 12 months. So what am I doing in this upcoming week to get me closer to those? Um, And anything that gets you closer to those things is probably a higher priority than anything that does not.
1: Well, I think that gets back to what you said earlier too around the spending your time intentionally. So it's actually not just managing your time, right? That's like kind of like an old school thought even in some ways, or even just those words. It's actually spending your time intentionally because you're managing the same time. It's really not like you're really not managing anything differently. It's the same amount of time to your point. But I love the idea of intentionally. And, and to answer that question, you have to go for the vision. You have to go for you know, and I always like to ask the question too, like, what's going to make you happy and successful, you know, and like, because that's a feeling, you know, versus like, what do you want to accomplish? And that's, that's important too. But, you know, I think that's all like you're saying is so helpful. Then you pull back and go, okay, how do I spend my time intentionally? I, I love that question. I don't think most of us know. I don't think most of us every day wake up with that thought, but it really is probably the most important question.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's the problem of time is that it disappears each day. Like, I mean, once it's gone, it's gone. And, and so it is so easy to spend it mindlessly. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, having an intention for the day, having an intention for yourself professionally, having an intention for yourself personally uh, can make time feel richer and more full. and Like you are more the architect of your time as opposed to simply letting it all just happened to you. And then, you know, years from now, you kind of wonder, where did all that time really go?
1: Remember the Andressa the book, Andressa and I are reading this book, um, Take Control of Your Life. And um, when Andressa first sent it to me, because she gifted it to me, I said, what does she think? I don't, I'm not taking control of my life, you know? <laughs> it's always, it's always
0: I, complicated to get right, a, right? A, a but I, but
1: I appreciate Andressa, and she. I knew you were gonna
2: say that. That's why I said, "Listen, it doesn't. It, it's not that I think you don't have control." I love
1: you, Andressa. Don't <laughs> worry. But regardless, I'm like, clearly, she thinks she appreciates me and, and sees value in this book. So, all right, I'm I'm gonna give it a go. I've, you know, I've read so many of these personal growth books, but maybe this is gonna be a little different. And it has been. I mean, it is a game changer book. And something she says on there, women. I'm sure you've seen this, Laura, but women even more than men. Their biggest fear is they're gonna to get to the end of their life. They're gonna look back and go, I didn't spend the time the way I, I should have. And I'm gonna feel like choked up just even saying this. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think that's a big fear. And I think that's a big fear women have, and men certainly, but especially women. Like we're gonna look back and go, did we spend the time we wanted to or needed to on the things that are really important to us? Yeah. Not out of duty, not out of guilt, not out of. We need to be everything to everyone, which a lot of us have stuff around, but did we spend the time, you know, the way, you know, we really intended to? And I think that's a fear for a lot of us. So, you know, not to solve all of our world's problems here, Laura, but how do you look back? How do you ensure that we don't waste time and we're not going to be that woman on her deathbed who's going to say that? Well,
0: I think a- Clear on your priorities, you know, and, and continually checking in with yourself, um, am I doing things that are related to my priorities, am I spending my time in ways that are meaningful or enjoyable to myself and the people I care about, um, and, mm-hmm. and no one's going to hit 24 hours a day, um, no one, you know, we, we all have things we need to do that um, are, are not a perpetual font of bliss, But the more hours you can spend that way, the better. And and honestly, I have seen people have huge transformations in their lives and in terms of their attitude toward life, their excitement about life. If they even get themselves to the place of spending about an hour a day on things that are truly, you know, passions, that are meaningful, enjoyable, that they're in a very happy state, like one hour can get you through the other 23. But if you continually have that hour, you will be in a very different place than somebody who does not have that hour regularly.
2: I agree with you. And sometimes we think that we need like an exorbitant amount of hours or, or to get that feeling. And it's really not. If we do small breaks towards the goal, that's that's the... That's what really matters.
4: Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes. But how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 Exchanges. 1031 Exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one, and avoiding the tax man while you do it. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure.
2: A lot of us, we get very overwhelmed and paralyzed. We know certain priorities that that needs to get done, but oh, let me push to the following week. It's not that, you know, Liz shared about the SOPs. It was not something that she was really ready to do it on her own. And she pushed it to the other week and we we all have our, stuff that we're like, oh gosh, this does not bring me joy. I really don't want to, I don't want to deal with it.
0: Uh-huh.
2: I have to deal with it. So I don't know if there is a, a secret for that. Liz mentioned to ask for help. Would you have any other tips for it?
0: Um, well, if you've been resisting doing certain things, um, sometimes scheduling them in for the times when you have the most energy, Um, For most people, that tends to be morning. Um, It can also be toward the beginning of the week. If I have something that's really big and scary that I need to tackle, I'll try to do it first thing Monday morning, Um, because then it's like, oh, well, the rest of the week's great after that. Um, (laughs) I also try to reward myself profusely. Um, I, I respond quite well to bribery um and i bet most other people do too so <laughs> think yeah think about what little treats you could give yourself uh, you know probably healthy treats if possible but uh, what what treats you can give yourself for for doing something that you're resisting um you know but i think you can also sort of have the mindset of like why can't we make time for for these things and one story i tell a lot in my speeches is about um you know, how we make time for the things we absolutely have to make time for. And there's was a, a lady who had, you know, had an extremely busy life and she was cr- tracking her time for me for a week as people do. And the particular week she was tracking, her water heater broke. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she wound up with, with water all over her basement. Just, you know, mm-hmm. people in the property business know it's one of the more fun things that can happen yeah. <laughs> in, <laughs> to, to any property. Um, and, and so her, her time log shows her, her dealing with this, the immediate aftermath that night, and then the plumbers and the professional cleaning crew and all this stuff. And it winds up taking seven hours of her week, which is, you know, quite a bit of time. It's like finding an extra hour in the day. But we talked about this and said, well, you know, if we tar- started the week off saying, hey, like, let's find seven hours to train for a triathlon or, so you know, find seven hours to write that great American novel, you know, start outlining it this week, would you have been able to find the time? And of course, you know, no, she would not have been able to find the time Um, because who among us is like, oh yeah, I've got seven hours just sitting around ready to go. Um, Mm. But when she had to find the time, because there's water all over her basement, she, she finds seven hours. And I think what this demonstrates to us is that time is elastic. Like if you have to do something, you will find the time to do it. You will jettison something else. But whatever that something else is, it probably wasn't the most important thing you could be doing with your time. And so maybe we can learn to treat whatever our priorities are as the equivalent of that broken water here. You know, we need to get to them first. We need to treat them with that level of urgency. Um, and if you can do that, I mean, there's no limit to what you can accomplish.
1: Mm, I love that. I love that. Be- making your priorities as though like, you know, like their life or death, like, like literally you're dealing with a broken water heater, which we all know is, is a big deal <laughs> in real estate, especially if it's, you know, any time of the year, but especially in, in the extreme times of year in terms of weather. Um, that's a really good point. And, and you're right though, like she found seven hours. I mean, that's, that's, she did it. And so, like you said, if you just brought out to anyone or or us, like no, I can't. I don't have seven hours. You know, just don't have it. Um, I think it's also being okay with and being kind of gentle with yourself. Like for me, at least, I'm I'm always like, well, if I can't finish it, I don't want to start it. You know, we're. <laughs> oh God. You know, where you really, that's not, you're not setting yourself up for success with that attitude because big things like writing a book or like you, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, career growth, like the important non-urgent things are big things there, but they're, but they don't have to be big all at the same time. Like you could take literally a half hour and work towards it. And I just recently got that. I'm like, oh, I can just take a half hour. I don't have to get it all done. Andres and I are taking this this course. We're building a membership for the Investor community. And we really want to do it intentionally and do it right. So we've invested our time and energy to, to put this together the right way and roll it out the right way. And I'm like, well, I don't have a half a day. I'm not, I'm not doing it.
0: And, and I'm like, I don't.
1: I don't ever have a half a day to yeah, do it. You're never <laughs> gonna
0: find half a day. I'm like, that's a, that's don't a don't nice don't. way of deciding not to do it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm like you know setting I'm ridiculous be- ideas of how much time things will take. Yeah. Oh, so- I'm
1: super ridiculous, Laura. That's that's just <laughs> an understatement. But but so my new thing is okay. What I, I I two hours? Can I can I carve out two hours? Where can I carve it out? And so I talked to my husband. I said I said, would you support me most Sunday mornings before we go to church? You, take, you get the kids ready and I'm going to go to a, a Panera Bread and I'm going to have two quiet hours on, on a non-work day just to have this like important, non-urgent time, you know, because we're growing this part of our, our investor community and our, and our business, so to speak. And it's not like a thing I could do just on a Tuesday morning. I have other things I need to attend to. So he's like, no problem. I got it. You know, so he's supporting me there. And I'm like, wow, you know, can I do this every morning? No, I can't do it every morning. But I <laughs> I, I, to your point, the, we have these, I should speak personally, but I have these ridiculous sometimes ways of approaching things. And it's not with time, it's elastic. I love that because it's, it doesn't have to be this big thing. It's just a small, it could be a small amount of time, you know? Yeah. And that builds momentum. Now I'm, now I'm feeling good about that. I'm not like, oh, I'm not showing up strong there and, or whatever, whatever stuff we tell ourselves. So um, back to the priorities though. And back to the intentions, I don't think everyone, if you asked most people, what are your priorities? And they would be able to quickly rank them and tell you in order, what are the priorities? I think they'd think about it and they would give you family and this and that. But like when you've talked to some of these people who are like, you look at and you're like, wow, how do you do what you do in the time you have, right? I know you wrote a book around that title, which I love, by the way, um, how those really like super, they just they figured this out. They've become masters of their life, you know, so to speak. And in, in essence, time, how did they, you know, how have you understood them to kind of break down their priorities and not priorities they should have, but re- re- they're real priorities. They're like true North priorities, right? The ones that get them fired up. How have you, what, what exercises have you seen or encouraged your, you know, coaches and your folks that follow you, um, to just discover that because I don't think it's as easy as just write down your priorities. I'm sure it's, it's not that as, it's not that, not that it's not easy, but it's not that um, simple. What have you seen to be a process or an exercise so people could get really connected, like emotionally connected to their priorities?
0: Well, I think you said something there about um, how, I mean, they're, they're spending their time on these things that are very important. to them. A key thing is that they're also not spending their time on things that, aren't important to them and so the people uh-huh. that you see who are truly doing a lot with their time it's also that they're not doing a lot of other things uh, um, yeah, so yeah. they they're very careful not to get say stuck in meetings all day that aren't Definitely. relevant to their long-term goals they're not taking on projects that they see no real reason to do but somebody just asked them to do so sure why not you know it, it they're um, you know not filling their time with stuff it's mm-hmm. very easy to fill time with stuff um and and maybe it's other people's stuff maybe it's stuff that sounds like a good idea maybe it's stuff that's um you know you've been telling yourself that everybody knows you have to do x y or z whatever x y or z is and i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that there are amazing people who are not doing x y and z whatever that is um so you know there they do these amazing things and you can list them. And, but the thing is they're not doing much else <laughs> and, and that's great. Um, that's how they get the, the, the big stuff done. Um, so it, it's about being very cognizant of the value of your time um, and, and committing not to fill time just because time is there. Mm. That's
2: such a great point. And, and, you know, sometimes I find myself, you know, getting things done and then having, you know, half an hour, an hour without anything to do. And then I'm thinking to myself, what am I missing here? What should I be doing here? Um, I can't sit still without, you know, doing that. And that has been a process for me to just relax, take care of myself, my body, my soul, because that's what really matters. I only have this body, this mind, this soul. I gotta work with what I have. But one, also another thing that I wanna talk to you about is my routine before I get started, my, I, I, before I start my day. And I think that that has a huge impact on how how I go with, with my day, My uh, what do I do prior of having breakfast and what the things that are committed to. So, for the ladies that are listening, uh, what are, what are the strategies that they can apply in their lives to have, set them up for success for, during their day, independently of what happens?
0: Yeah. So, mornings are really important for getting stuff done. Um, this is often for very busy people time you can have to yourself before. Everybody else wants a piece of you, both professionally and personally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so this is time you can use to do whatever those things are that are important, but not urgent. I mean, the things like exercising, uh, you know, it's very convenient to exercise in the morning because you only have to shower once. Um, most people have more discipline and uh, energy in the morning, so it makes a good time for that. Or if you have creative aspirations, you know, you want to write a book, you can you know, get up in the morning and write. 400 words a day, which is not very much, but if you do it consistently, you'd probably have a draft of the book in about a year. Um, Or, you know, maybe it's meditating or praying. Maybe it's spending quality time with your family. You know, for many families where family dinner isn't going to work, family breakfast might be a good substitute. But just whatever is important to you, because if you start the day with a little victory, that can often take you through the rest of the day. Um, And and it's important to have it be something that actually matters to you. I mean, I I get people sending me a tip all the time of like, oh, I score my daily victory by like making my bed in the morning. And I guess if you feel good about that, right. Um, But I would would encourage people to think about victories that are sort of moving you toward your longer term goals. They're not just about kind of daily maintenance, but, you know, those things like writing or strategic career thinking. And, you know, there's a lot of people who say, well, I'm not a morning person, and that's fine. There are plenty of people who are night owls. Um, But the way to tell if you're a night owl is if you're doing your best, most creative work at night. And if you are, great, you're a night owl. But for most people, when they say, like, I'm not a morning person, what they actually mean is that they're tired in the morning. But (laughs) but that's a very different matter. I mean, that's that's how you went to bed the night before and whether that any relation to like the time you woke up and how much sleep you need um, because if They're you different. know it don't yeah you don't make magically make hours overnight so you know if you need seven hours of sleep a day and you want to wake up at 6 a.m then you need to be in bed by 11. like this is not rocket science you, you know figure it out um and you know if if you do get enough sleep you can often wake up feeling quite good and then you can accomplish wonderful things um, before, you know, the rest of the world is eating breakfast.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I love your, I love the concept of that daily victory. I love that term because I know when I, when I feel like connected and I have my little time in the morning or I pray and I set my intentions, I read my visualizations and, you know, I I, I it is like a daily victory because then I can deal with my, you know, my my daughter who's doesn't want to get out of her crib and my son who's you know doing whatever he's doing he makes his bed he's 5 years old and then he's very anal about making his bed and that's a whole other story but point being is you you have that energy to manage these the chaos that comes up and if it's not that it's something else for other people but if I don't have that daily victory that moment, that moment of victory, we, we don't have stuff to to kind of go on and go off of. And I it's a great way to say it. I knew that I felt that way, like when I have these moments and you have that time, but I, I never put it in that I like that idea of like wh- when am I having that daily victory? So I build upon that. You look for it and you create it and you build upon it. I love that just I love that terminology because we feel like winners in our own life. And that's a it's a good feeling. You're not that we're trying to beat anyone, but we're just, we're in our own way, in our own process. I love that. I love that term. I'm totally, totally stealing that from you, Laura. But uh, (laughs) um, yeah. And I think you also said something else just to distract for for the women listening is you said, you know, you're, you're, it's all about consistency and consistently working on the important, not urgent things. And then you, you identify those things and you put that on your calendar and you do the week plan in in advance, which is, that's the strategy, you know, that's a simple, that's a very simple strategy, but that really in essence is the strategy, but the question that has to get answered in order to go there and to put those important, not urgent things on the calendar and to feel peaceful with it. And to, you know, that, that time's elastic and to really pull a lot of what you've been talking about, spending time intentionally is what's important to you. Like what, you know, women listening, what is important to you? Do you know that? Do you have that like established and crystal clear? Cause if you don't, that's the first thing that probably needs to happen right Be beyond the amazing techniques and strategies you've just shared with us too or I mean I love that question but that's the question that needs to get answered I would think first yeah
0: or, well what well what matters to you and and it might help sometimes it's easier to think about this in the negative um we can often identify what matters to us by thinking about what gets us really upset mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean you I know? love that yeah yeah um and, you know, or, or even like if there are things that you really look forward to, like, you know, if something was canceled in your life, like what would be the thing you would be most upset about being canceled? Um, mm. You know, but that sort of tells you, oh, that's the thing I most enjoy or look forward to. Or, I love that. Um, you know, if, there, if you're thinking about topics that really motivate you or interests or passions, hobbies, and, you know, see what articles you gravitate toward, the things that make you most upset. Um, things that strike you as like, oh, I, I really don't like that. That's happening. Or something. And these are often ways to, um, you know, figure out where your interests lie, um, because sometimes uh, negative emotions are are more powerful than than positive ones.
1: That's great, great suggestion. What gets us upset? I love that. Um, and when it comes to f- like family, I mean, you know, we we talk a lot about the the idea of balance, and and it, and it might be somewhat made up, but but what we mean by balance, especially for the women listening is, you know, they're growing their, their wealth, they're building their wealth, they're, they're taking on things in their life to create more financial freedom in their lives. And they're responsible for a lot of areas in our life, right? As, as women, um, at the helm of, of the home, and often, you know, we're still the ones kind of coordinating, you know, all, all of it, um, whether it's elderly parents or children or what have you, we're still at the helm of a lot of those things. So the idea of balance might be somewhat a myth, but when we talk about balance on this show, we mean that you're putting time to what matters to you, really what you just literally just said, yeah. which, was, which was awesome. So, you know, for, for you know, any other, you know, lasting thoughts or, you know, ending thoughts for you around, um, you know, just, just how to get there or just, you know, I know you have so many great nuggets. So um, before we transition, I wanted to just give you another moment of time just to think about, you know, the women listening and making sure they're, you know, spending the time they need to where they need to or where they want to and what matters. So, um, but yeah, any other thoughts you want to leave, leave the ladies listening um, with would be great.
0: Well, I think one of the most important lessons I've learned from studying time is to think in terms of 168 hours, not 24. So there are 24 hours in a day. There are 168 hours in a week. That is 24 times seven. Um, people say 24 seven all the time. People tend not to multiply it through. Um, but I would <laughs> you the trouble. There are, there are 168 hours in a week. Um, and, and the reason this matters is, you know, people always say to me like, oh, there are not enough hours in the day to get to everything I need to get to or want to get to. And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. I totally agree that there are not enough hours in a day. But we don't live our lives in days. We live our lives in weeks. And if you look at the whole mm. of the week, you often see that you have a lot more time. I mean, you know, just even something like, like exercise, people say they want to ex- exercise more and then they talk themselves out of it because there's not a perfect time every single day. It's Like, well, you know, I can't because like days I have to get my kids ready for school. Like, you know, or, you know, I can't at lunch because I often have meetings at lunch or I can't in the evening because, you know, we have all these other activities or I can't. So what? But there's no one time that every single day is going to work. But you can look at the whole week and say, well, okay, well, maybe one day I get up early and do something. Um, you know, maybe another day I can do a trip to the gym while one of my kids is at an activity, like do something on the two weekend days. And, you know, wow, we just exercise four times a week. Like it didn't happen at the same time every day, but it didn't have to. And, you know, by looking at the whole of the week, we, we see just how much space we have. Mm. I love that.
1: I'm never going to say that again. I think I'm going to stop saying that because I probably say that on a daily basis. Right? <laughs> you know, there's not enough time in the day. But I'm like, you know what? You're right. 168 hours. When you put it in that perspective, it's a lot of time. Yeah, it is
0: a lot of time. Just, I mean, here's here's the equation that tends to like blow people's minds. But um, 168 hours a week. If you work 40 hours a week, which is a you know sort of standard full time. <laughs> Yeah. You sleep eight eight hours a night. So that's 56 hours per week. Like you've still got 72 hours for other things. Mm, so that's crazy. With getting enough sleep. That's with working full-time hours. There's still 72 other hours. Um, you know, right. so. <laughs> simple know math. That, I love it. How um, vast time can be. <laughs> Right. I love oh, it. You got me thinking. You got
1: me thinking too. I love it. Uh, Laura, you've been such a great resource here. I love um, just love what you're up to and your, your, your suggestions here. I, I've personally learned so much and will be taking a lot into my life. Um, how can the ladies listening that want to learn more about you know the books you've written, all the great resources you have, you have such a wealth of knowledge, where can they learn more about you?
0: Well, I hope they can come visit my website, which is lauravanderkam.com. Um, just my name. Uh, you can learn about my books, my, my podcasts, and hopefully something of that will interest people.
2: Awesome. And we're going to add all of those notes on our show notes so you guys can go there and get in touch with Laura. And now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one is, Laura, what's the most transformational book you have ever read?
0: Um, well, I'm sure this one gets mentioned a lot, but um, the first self-help book I ever really read was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and I think it's still sort of one that most self-help books should be judged by um, because, you know, it's, it's got a lot of stuff about setting goals and figuring out how to put those in your schedule and, um, you know, thinking about how you can keep your energy up and, you know, Ah. going for the long term. So that's, that's definitely a a good read. Awesome. The second question
2: is what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life?
0: Well, in terms of financially um, free, I'm, I am a saver by nature and I'm really glad that from the beginning of my life, even when I was not earning much at all, um, I've always made it a priority to save money. Um, to live on less than whatever is coming in, because, you know, as everyone knows, if you build up wealth over time, it, it grows, and it also gives you a lot of freedom. Um, I love never having to do anything, like, you know, I can always say, no, I don't want to do that project, or that, you know, this is not a good use of my time, um, because of, of having that cushion.
2: Awesome. And the last question is which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most?
0: Uh, I mean, there's so many amazing women out there. I particularly love following authors who are, um, you know, writing in this space, um, you know, the, the business book space, for instance, because there just aren't a whole lot of them. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, people who, um, and the various women writers I've met through my writing communities have been a great source of inspiration for me.
1: Awesome. Mm. Well, Laura, thank you so much again for being on our show and sharing your pearls of wisdom with, uh, you know, us real estate investors and, and it's so applicable. I mean, it really is so applicable. That's why we're just so excited to have you on because this is a big topic. Uh, you know, so thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with, with our community.
0: Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Laura. Thank you.
2: If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, thereestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes.